Welcome to the program. I'm your host, Neil Howard, here on Health Professional Radio. Thank you for joining us. I'm going to be speaking with Dr. Jay Spence. He's joining us here from Uprise Health to talk about why it's so vital for employers and health plans to offer validated, timely, and coordinated mental health care that's proactive and preventative. Welcome to Health Professional Radio. Dr. Spence, thank you for taking the time. Thank you for having me. Well, of course, I mentioned that you're joining us here from Uprise Health. Give us a bit of your professional background and talk about your role at Uprise. My background is I started as a clinical psychologist, and I happen to just be in a really uh, like a right time, right place moment. I'm from Australia, and in Australia, when I was doing my training, some of the very early virtual clinics were being set up, and those virtual clinics were essentially changing the way that we thought about providing services at the time. So there was researchers who were in the labs that I were in who were essentially just putting up evidence-based self-help material onto a website, getting people to read that material and supplementing it with a phone call um, once per week to check if they were working, it, working through it okay. And the, the results were really surprising because prior to that, we had really believed that the majority of outcomes were due to things like the therapy relationship and, and, and factors where it was essential to be seeing the person and working together with them on their problems in a relational environment. And what those outcomes were showing were that you didn't necessarily need the therapist to be present in order to get the person better because what, what although there is pros and cons of each approach, the digital mental health approach was demonstrating that Evidence-based skills in and of themselves, if they're delivered in the right format, were able to be, get similar improvements to what you would get in a face-to-face format where you're sitting down with a therapist. That was a really big shift. It completely changed the way that I thought about therapy and I jumped on board with a research group um, to do a master's and then a PhD in that area in Australia. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I started a company um, which was delivering uh, what started out in academia but then transitioned into real-world commercial settings. Um, that company I grew in Australia from 2016 until it was acquired in 2021 by, by Uprise Health, and, and that's kind of led me now to where I am at the moment, where I head up the product department at Uprise Health. When it comes to offering mental health services, and I, I heard you say that, of course, the, the data showed that the therapist didn't have to be in the presence of the patient in order for treatment to be to be effective. How hard is it to convince um, the patient that they don't necessarily need that hands-on with their provider? I think that it's less about having to convince a patient that they should try a digital treatment and more about recognizing that there are certain groups of people who are going to be better served by a digital treatment, both because they prefer that methodology or because the conditions through which they're in might prevent them from seeing somebody face-to-face. I think there's always going to be a group, myself included, who are going to want to talk to somebody about their difficulties in order to get resolution of them. So even though I've been working in this area for a long time, if I was struggling with somebody, I want to go and talk to my coach or I want to go and talk to my therapist, and that's the way I prefer to work through things. However, younger people... I prefer interventions where there's not the expectation that you need to be talking to somebody or that you need to be interacting with them through anything other than chat in most instances. And there are also huge numbers of people who are a, a kind of, a, how would you say, 
their access to quality face-to-face services is limited. So anyone who's in a regional setting, anyone who's in a city where there's not a huge number of clinicians, anyone that's prevented for financial reasons or distance, stigma, childcare, there's a whole host of barriers which mean that digital mental health interventions and virtual interventions like telehealth and things like that are probably going to either be necessary or preferred for certain groups of patients and users. Although telehealth, telecare, virtual health has exploded, it's still relatively new, you know, if you put it all into perspective. Is it a difficult task to convince, uh, again, there's that word convince, employers and uh, insurance providers to provide coverage for this care? Is this something that is an easy transition from your point of view? Um, Look, I think that that both businesses and insurers are doing a great job with the transition. The transition is easy. I think that if you look at any change process, though, you've always got a group of early adopters, your group of middle adopters, and your group of late adopters. And so we've gone through, I think, the, the latter stages of the early adopters. The early adopters have started to jump on to, to digital mental health and telehealth some time ago already. And I think that the evidence from those groups now is now substantial enough to say that it makes sense from two perspectives. It makes sense from an ethical perspective to be able to offer digital and virtual treatments, like it's the right thing to do by employees because some employees are going to want to access that as their preferred methodology or um, their preferred benefit is part of their, their benefit offering. And it's also the right um, decision from an ROI perspective. ROI, of course, is much, much harder to determine, but I think that where the ROI conversation is up to is, is less about you know, massive bodies of um, uh, convincing data, but more about a lot of smaller studies that point in the same direction rather than them all pointing in different directions. If we had lots of ROI studies which were all saying maybe sometimes yes, sometimes yes, sometimes no, I'd be less convinced. But what we tend to see is either vendors conducting their own studies or vendors engaging a third party to do an ROI evaluation or a university getting involved to look at the economic feasibility of certain internet treatments. And all of those studies demonstrate that there is a financial incentive to be able to roll out um, digital mental health and, and virtual care. Talk about your uh, about Uprise Health's efforts specifically toward this end. Uh, I know you that you offer some um, some digitally digitally enabled mental health services. Um, talk about these services, and um, then give us a website where we can learn more. Yeah, so Uprise Health recently went through a rebrand, and the reason for the rebrand was that there were some acquisitions by what a company previously called IBH Solutions, and two of those. Ac- acquisitions included Uprise, which was the company that I founded, which was the Australian organisation, which had the software components about doing integrated care in one single platform where you could essentially make sure that users were being looked after through the care journey through a case management system and also through booking engine being able to get them access to vendors. So that was one, one acquisition. The second acquisition was of a company called HMC HealthWorks, and HMC is an organisation which has been providing um, chronic care solutions and disease management solutions. And so, the rebrand was about um, 
looking at those two acquisitions and how they made sense to be able to put forward a new product offering. And the new product offering for Uprise Health is about the intersection between mental health and physical conditions. So we've got a, a long history from IVH Solutions, which is a 30-year-old company about providing quality mental health solutions. HMC HealthWorks had the history of being able to provide chronic care solutions. And then Uprise is essentially the digital platform that allowed all of those services to be able to come together into one single platform and not be siloed, but instead be able to offer coordinated care as people needed to receive support both for mental health, but also around mental health and chronic conditions, and then for the chronic conditions themselves. And so in terms of the offerings and how we're structuring those offerings for the coming year, there are a few different core features that we're launching that are, that are different from how we've done things previously. The first one is a feature that we've called mental health care navigation. So there are a number of different organizations out there that, that offer versions of care navigation already, companies like Alight, um, who do benefits navigation. It's not benefits navigation in that sense. What we're talking about with mental health care navigation is that we wanted a case manager to be the single point of contact to be able to do coordinated care and make sure that we were linking up all of the different services and providers into a coherent care plan for an individual and that the care navigator then serves to be able to help people through that journey. So in terms of what happens for a user, they come onto the app and during their onboarding, they're linked up with their mental care navigator the mental health care navigator is the person that explains their care plan and they're also the person that arranges referrals both to the service providers within our ecosystem but also to the service providers within our customers' ecosystem. So a lot of the people that we work with have a number of point solutions. They might have a point solution for diabetes. They've got us doing mental health. They might have another point solution for a smoking cessation program we needed the mental health care navigator to be the person that understood both the customer's ecosystem and our care ecosystem and to be able to manage all of the care when you needed to bring these people together and have coordinated care. So within the administrative section of, of our back end, the mental health care navigator is the person that has transparency about everything that that person has been doing and provide the referral to the next section. All of our providers have access to the back end of our system, so everybody's on the same page at the same time. And then we can do coordinated care back out to external services that the customer might offer, like their smoking cessation program or, or, or things like that. A second feature that we're releasing is a feature that we've called proactive outreach. And proactive outreach is about recognizing that the model that traditionally has been used within care systems is based on the traditional medical model, which says we have experts and when you're ready for support, you as a member come to us and we will offer you best-in-class services. However, what that doesn't take into account is that often the people who we're servicing who have depression and anxiety find it very difficult to reach out for help. So we're offering them a service like therapy that's based on the idea that somebody should be able to reach out when they can't easily do that. So proactive outreach is a solution to that issue where what we look to do is 
have early identification systems built into the digital levels and also into the phone levels of our interactions with members. And then from the identification of any at-risk members, we then proactively reach out to them to onboard them rather than expecting them to reach out to us. So in what that looks like in practice is somebody may have completed a wellbeing pulse check, their score might be very, very low. We get a phone call back to them within two hours and then the care navigator explains to them what their support options are and then gets them booked into a coaching session on the same day. Another program that we're releasing is the whole per- whole person care program. That program is specifically looking at organizing and supporting people around the mental health components of chronic conditions. So mental health is often overlooked in terms of um, treatment for chronic conditions that probably has a large impact on the outcome. And so what that program is about is looking at how do you support someone around their mental health for conditions like heart disease, alcohol, diabetes, cancer, arthritis, or neurological conditions, and using a coordination between our mental health providers and also our nurse providers so that everybody is on the same page and providing services both for people's mental health and also for their chronic condition. Well, give us a website where our listeners can learn much more about uh, Uprise Health. That's I appreciate you joining us here on Health Professional Radio and sharing a, a bit about uh, Uprise Health with us. Thank you so much, and hopefully we'll have an opportunity to speak again in the future. You're welcome. You've been listening to Health Professional Radio. I'm your host, Neil Howard. Audio copies of this program are available at hpr.fm and healthprofessionalradio.com.au. You can also subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, listen in, download it, SoundCloud, and be sure and subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com, Health Professional Radio.